when Dad business with Aaron Caliber. That's my dad. Hello, underpants. That is hilarious. Just your mouth do. Rate and review this podcast while my daddy will go into a deep depression. <laughs> Welcome to Grown Dad Business. Hey, it's me, Aaron Kleiber. You will not believe where I'm recording this intro from. I am in my car right now at my son's soccer practice. Look, I'm not being a bad dad, okay? I'm I'm sitting here. I have no time today, and I have to record this introduction. So I'm sitting here watching children kick each other in the face. I can see right through my car. I'm watching my son right now. He's looking at a kid wondering why he just took his ball And my son is a good kid. He's just like, okay, I'm going to let this dude be an idiot. Have a good time with that. Uh, Welcome to Grown Dad Business. It's me. You guys, how you doing? This this episode is a two-part episode, guys, because I am sitting down with my friend Harlan Williams. Uh, I've worked with Harlan a lot of times, a lot of fun weekends in a lot of different fun cities from Houston to... Knoxville, Tennessee to Ohio, a lot of different fun gigs, a lot of flea markets, a lot of Cracker Barrels with my friend Harlan Williams. And um, I finally get to sit uh, sit down with him and do a podcast. And, you know, what's really special about it is Harlan does not do podcasts. He does his own podcast, The Harland Highway, um, and he does goofy things on there and characters and fun things like that. But it was really special that Harlan uh, said that he would do my podcast and really, you know, talk about his life. And the first part of this podcast, uh, we talk about some goofy stuff, making strangers laugh, but uh, the Harlan not having kids. Uh, We talk a lot about how Harlan is, is a voice actor and has done a lot of cartoon voices and some new projects he's developing and, uh, and really growing up creative and things like that. So um, enjoy my friend Harlan Williams. First, just want to give a shout out to my sponsor, Goods and Evil. Goodsandevil.com, awesome movie shirts, cool vegan shirts if you're into that. Goodsandevil.com, check that out. And if you want to see me live, guys, um, I'm with another friend, my friend Jim Brewer. Uh, you may know him from Saturday Night Live. Uh, I'm going to be with Jim Brewer. Uh, well, if you're listening on Friday or Saturday or Sunday, I'm going to be with my friend Jim Brewer Monday, April 4th in Kansas City, Missouri. Check out that. Just look up jimbrewer.com. And uh, I have a really cool comedy tour coming up that is uh, called the One Night Only Variety Tour. And we're making stops uh, all over, you know, like the East, I guess. We're going to be near Philly and Phoenixville. Um, we're going to be, geez, uh, well, we are doing a date in Pittsburgh. Um, but then we're going to be in Bethlehem, PA, York, PA, Baltimore, and uh, Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Basically, it's my friends Jonathan Burns and Mark Hayward and a couple other people who are world champion yo-yoers and contortionists and physical comedians. And I think we have a magician. Uh, I should know about my own tour. But uh, one night only tour, I believe is the website. If you look up the One Night Only Variety Tour, you'll be able to find it. But uh, we're doing some really cool uh, theaters 
And I'm the stand-up comedian on the tour. So that's pretty cool. Um, most of them are family-friendly. Some of them are not. But uh be doing that. And then uh, later this month, I am headlining in Lansing, Michigan at Tripper's Comedy Club. But, uh, you know, you can check out all my informations. Anywho, enjoy my friend and I, my friend Harlow, how do you say it? Enjoy part one of my friend and I, of my friend Harland, hold on, cut, take two, Harland, you know what I'm talking about. Boom. I have uh, one of my favorite people as my guest this week. I did say that, and I don't say it because I'm looking in your eyes. Uh, uh, I have my friend Harlan Williams, actor, comedian, writer, voiceover actor, supermodel, chancellor, Harlan Williams. We are at a beautiful little spot in Houston, Texas. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Children are playing, birds are singing, clouds are going by, and I'm not even making this up. No, this is beautiful right now. I feel like I don't belong here. No, you. But we belong. This is our moment. Yeah. This is our moment on <laughs> the second floor balcony together. You and I. What song is that? Um, that's um an old ditty by Nina Simone. Oh, I I was gonna go more like Gina works the diner all day. Oh yeah, ding, that ding, one. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. No, that's Bon Jovi. Yeah, Bon Jovi. Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa. No? Okay. All right. I didn't like that look you gave me. I'm going to stop. No, I was going to let you roll. Well, I don't know. If I saw in your eyes, you know, this isn't what I do on my podcast. (laughs) It's, you know. No, I mean, normally we have a karaoke episode once a year. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Whoa, yeah. yeah. Sorry. This counts. No, that counts. It's in my head. Uh, So, uh, Carland. Yes. I don't even know how to begin with you. <laughs> Nobody ever does. I know. But whatever you begin, I promise you I will end it. My well, friend. I mean, no, I, oh, I, yes. it's, uh, it's always more challenging if you know somebody. You know, you're like, I don't know. I've asked you things before, not on a podcast format. Yeah. But, uh, You've never scraped below the surface and you're afraid. That's you're, true. You're trepidatious right now. I don't, you know I, the surface me. I don't want to dig in. You're afraid to scrape the scab off and see the pus. Is that what? No. No, Wait, that's, that's why exactly. Why am I telling you how you think? No, that's exactly how I like to scrape okay. pus. You do? Okay. That's how I like to get into the pus. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta scrape that cakey scab. And not with a tool, your own nails. Yeah, your own your own fingernails. My wife is listening to this right now, oh. and she is probably like gagging because I'm pussy fingernail scraping the scab off. That's okay. And the pus. My job in life is to deliver the truth, not react to your wife's stomach issues. <laughs> That's true. By the way, your nails, for people who are picturing this grotesque scenario right now, yeah. your nails are made of pure protein. So if you're ever yeah. lost in the wilderness and you're starting to feel weak and you're crawling across sand or a riverbed or a jungle floor... Just eat your fingernails, and hmm. that'll give you... It's almost like having a full moon over my hammy at uh, Denny's. It's just a protein boost, and I'm not trying to delay getting into family talk. No, here. this is exactly what we need. We, yeah. I mean, we have some dads listening, and they oh, need survival techniques. They survival techniques. Survival, we need yeah. it. We need it. Dads, I, I'm not a dad, but I think you guys, man, you, if anyone needs survival techniques, it's daddies. I can't believe you, you're not a dad. I'm not a dad, but I am a father to the children that live in my head. I've got, I've, I've got like the maturity <laughs> level of a, 
you know, a couple of 14-year-olds, 9-year-olds, 3-year-olds. Yeah, we, we do giggle at some things. Yeah, uh, it's fun to be a kid. I think it's, it's fun to, to, to live through the prism of the imagination of a child sometimes. Yeah, I, it, you know, it's fun because, like, having kids makes me want to have more fun again. Yes. You know what I mean? Like being silly with my son and my daughter. Right, silly's the best. It's the uh, it's so fun. And what do you have? Tw- 12, 13 kids? How many? 40. 40. Oh. Three. Three. That's like a pod. You've yeah. got a pod. You know, killer whales are a pod yeah. if there's more than 12. I've created a survivalist camp. You have a pod of Kleeblers. Kleeblers? Is that how you say your last name? You're I don't, I don't know German. Yes, you do. Kleibler. Yeah. Kleiblern. Kleib. Klublin? Klub Claire Blooms. Claire One Bloom. of my favorite desserts, by the way. Claire Blooms are good. Uh, wait, to some more Claire Blooms over here. Yes, the raspberry ones. With Easy the on peanut, the whipped cream. Peanut crunch. Yes, the peanut crusted, walnut dusted Claire Blooms, please, Claire waitress. Blooms. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Harlan and I spent the last two and a half hours uh, killing each other <laughs> with silencers. <laughs> Uh, I used to do this sound where I would throw a knife. Okay, like how's a, that sound? A, you go. <laughs> yeah. And why? I don't know. Why, I just why? I used to make sound effects all through my life. Oh, like nice. as a kid. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I did one you know? today when we went to the movie theater. I don't know why, but when I hand people my credit cards. You always do that? I always go. <laughs> Remember the girl at yeah, the yeah. counter? And yeah. they, get with it. they don't know what it is. Like, I, I don't even know what it is, but it's like some kind of sci-fi noise. And whenever yeah, I yeah, yeah. give my credit card, I go. I don't, why, why yeah, is I that? understand that. Yeah. Why, why do I do that? Because it's fun. Doesn't it sound like a spaceship? Yeah. But that's what I mean. That's the three-year-old kid living in my head. No, like, I like that I'm too. I'm 53 years old, and I hand people my credit card and go. But that's, but like, I, that's fun. <laughs> It is. Isn't it's it, fun to me. But it, isn't it fun to make strangers laugh? Yes. It's so I fun. I love it. I love Especially, it. Especially, like, look, like, when you make strangers laugh, people know who you are sometimes. Like, that girl kind of started figuring out. It was funny. She's yeah. like, you, lo- you remind me of somebody. Yes, and I always <laughs> say Brad Pitt, of course. I yes. always aim high in life. Yeah. Whenever they don't recognize me right away, they go, I know you. Where are you? Are you in the movie? I go, yes, Brad Pitt. <laughs> then they laugh. And then she gave us both a great big hug. Yeah, she was so nice. nice. People like humor. You make them laugh. This complete stranger who we've never met in our life. Right. Right. She worked at the at the at the movie theater. We just came from a movie. And after we bought our tickets and after about five, we got a big hug. Is it not working? No, we're good. Oh, okay. You're looking at your recording device like really nervously. Oh, no. I was uh, a battery. I have one bar of battery. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, first here, here we go. Okay, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> no, we're okay. Good, okay. No, it's fun making strangers laugh. Yeah. It's fun. And, I and love especially, it. like, they, people don't know who I am. Well, you know I'm what I mean? Sure like, they, they do. don't it recognize me. It doesn't matter me. with humor, though. They don't need to know. <laughs> well, I know. And that's what's fun about it. I hope, like, I thought about it one day that, like, you know, you, you do something real silly, like hotel staff or, like, at a restaurant, and they're like, that dude was so funny and ridiculous like what the hell who is that person yeah and that i just hope that one day if i ever do anything else on television say they see me on a movie or conan or something yeah yeah. and they're gonna go 
Five years ago, that guy, that guy at the Avis rental counter, yeah, like you know what I mean. He like I think that's me funny. Up. Yeah, no, it's look, you 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 make someone laugh. It's like you ever leave a mint on someone's pillow no, or no. a little gift. You ever give sure. someone a little gift? So giving someone a laugh is like a little gift of joy. It is. It's like a little. You just leave like them a little, with a little gift. Little Andy's candy on their forehead. Thank you. That's what that I was going sense. for. Thank you. It's like leaving a. A little square of chocolate on the pillow at the Motel 6. I Although at the Motel 6, it's usually not a square of chocolate. No, it's usually it's a like skid a, mark. A used condom. Or yeah, or a, like a that. brown skid mark, <laughs> crescent-shaped skid Crescent. mark. What? Uh, well, let me ask you some serious things. Oh, so, oh hell no. Yeah. What, what, why haven't you had kids? Uh, well, good question. You, dude, you'd be an amazing dad. Thank you. You know, people have said that to me my whole life, and I've always wanted to be a dad because I do, I do love kids, but uh, I have never had kids because it just, the, it's never fallen into place. I got right. married once about 15 years ago. It didn't work. I thought I was going to have kids then, and I was in my you were head. married. I was married. It only lasted two years. Um, and so I thought, oh, here we go. I'm married, and next right. will be the kids. But then when it didn't work out, obviously uh, there were no kids. Yeah. And so uh, since then I have not reconnected with a woman where it's led to marriage. So yeah. therefore no kids, but it could still happen. Yeah. It could still happen. You know, I'd be an older dad, but I think I... Oh, but dude, they're, like, who was I just... Oh, somebody really famous. They're old like really, you're not that old yet. Yeah, I know. Lots of people. Like, like I think Letterman had his first kid when he was 56. Yeah, yeah. And, and Bruce Willis just had oh, another no. kid. Um, Tony Randall had I a just, kid when uh, he was 70, 80 or something. I just saw Seinfeld. Yeah, I told you I was at the comedy store. Yeah, when Seinfeld stepped on stage for the first time in over 30 years. Yeah, right. And he mentioned like, oh, I have a little baby, and he's like, and I'm 61, and I was like, what? Oh, is he? Wow. He said he's 61. There you go. Look I what got money does, right? Well, who was that guy? Uh, was it Anthony Quinn, the actor, the Greek actor, the the mm. Zorba the Greek? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think he had a he had kids when he was in his I think he was in his eighties and he had a kid. Like, that had to have been some science involved. I I think it was probably Tatsiki and a large glass of like Vamusa or whatever yeah. that licorice. What's that, that licorice booze they drink? Uh, the, the the Greeks they drink that that it's like an after dinner oh, chaser. They, I can only think of uh, it, Jägermeister. <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a licorice flavored. Uh, I forget the name, but it's got a crazy Greek name. But does that yeah. have anything that has to do with making babies? Well, if you, if you're that old, yeah, you probably have to <laughs> chug a bottle of that and put tzatziki right on your apply. Tzatziki, yeah, gyro sauce. G- gyro is it gyro or gyro? <laughs> it's gyro. It's gyro with the yes. silent G. Yeah, I don't. I hate when people correct you. Like, they, the, I'm yeah. like, uh, Gyro, they're like, it's hero, uh, relax, okay? You're not from the Greek Isles. I know. I just don't like when people add letters or silent things. Like, you, you'll talk to people, and oh, just, I was just in, uh, on vacation in Mexico. And I'm like, you know there's an X in there, right? Yeah, that's what I said, Mexico. And tomorrow just, I'm going to Cuba. No, yeah, it's, just, it's Cuba, just, dillweed. They're it's, just trying to say it fancy. I know, but, you know. To make it sound like they're a world traveler. Yeah, it it bothers me. And another thing that bothers me, the word dyslexic. Have you ever seen how it's spelled? I think it's the reason there is dyslexia. Because it's like, can you spell it? Dyslexa. Wait, dyslexic? Can, dyslexic. Can you even yeah. spell it? How? Yeah, it's uh, 
It's uh, is it DIS? <laughs> See, you're asking. You you don't know. Nobody. Oh well, no! Now you're making me thinking. Well, like, that's why people are dyslexic because of that word. It's so screwy. It's uh, dyslexia means you have trouble with letters and you can't spell and you put things backwards and out of place. And the 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 word they use to describe that symptom is you can't even spell the word. It's D-I-S. got an X and a Y and a Z and a backwards L E X I C. Dyslexic. I don't know. Could I hear the definition of the word? I don't know if you just did it right. I don't know. Is it D-E-S or D-I-S? It's D-I-S, L-E-X. It's D-Y-S. Oh, it is D-Y-S. Yes. It is D-Y-S. You're right. We're we're both dyslexic now because we're trying to spell dyslexic. But I didn't spell backwards. Well, you can't spell it forwards either. That's a good point. I think the people who created dyslexia have done this on purpose to, to keep fueling the dyslexia industry and keep the money coming. And they go, how do we perpetuate this, this, uh, this illness? Oh, we'll spell it so that people <laughs> will continually you, have to... You should do a documentary. Someone needs to expose the, the dyslexia, dyslexia people. Dyslexia conspiracy. Look, I'm smart. I didn't go to school all these years to not know this stuff, you know? Did you go to school? I went to school. Did you went to co- Did you go to college? I went to college down in Mexico. Yeah. No, you didn't. <laughs> Cheap education. Uh, yeah. You are from uh, Toronto. Toronto. You're yeah. from Toronto, Canada. From Toronto, Ontario. Did you, did you go to college there? Yeah, I went to college. Yeah. What did you go to college for? I studied classical animation. Did you really? Uh huh. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah. I studied at Sheridan College, one of the most prominent animation schools in the world at the time. You did? Yeah. Uh-huh. Who, I didn't know that. See, that's why you, you're interviewing me. You need to know that's stuff. That's fascinating. Yeah. That's my So you background. like cartoons? Uh, you know, I like cartoons. Because you've I developed a couple things. Yeah, I have a new show. Speaking of kids, I have a new show coming out uh, for Disney in... Uh, 2017, June 2017, it'll be for Disney Junior. It's called Puppy Dog Tales. That's the best. Yeah, and it's about two little pug puppies and their adventures. That uh, They like to do things for their owner, Bob, and I'm going to be doing the voice of Bob. That's the best. And uh, we're right now in production on 50 episodes of this thing. Wow. So we got some great voices. we got Sherry O'Terry from One, SNL. great. we got Huey Lewis from uh, Huey Lewis and the News. No, you don't. Yeah. We, got, uh, <laughs> we, have, uh, we have all kinds of great voice talent, so it's going to be a blast. Yeah. So Wow. But because we're at the beginning of it, it takes so long to do animation. Right. Uh, my air date, Disney is telling me, is uh, June 2017. Wow. So it's about a year and a half away. But if you have yeah. kids... You are going to be in love with me in puppy like tales. a year and a half. Puppy, puppy dog tales. Puppy dog Disney. tales. Yeah, and that's you're going to be like the man in the yellow hat. Yeah, I'm going to be. The, I'm the, I'm the uh, dog's owner, Bob. And you're like uh, Garfield and Odie and. Uh, no, it's no Garfield's too. It's too uh, Garfield's too laid back and subdued. This show is about these dogs are energetic. They go on adventures not only in their backyard but all over the world. They go I love to it. Egypt. They go to the Great Wall of China. They're going to uh, the, the Eiffel Tower. They're going to Africa. It's, and it's a little educational? No, it's, it is by default. Right. We're not making it educational, but the fact that they're you know, trouncing all over the world, it's by default educational because it's going to expose yeah. young children to geographical locations and, uh, and different uh, you know, pieces of culture and right. wildlife. And, and, yeah, it's going to be really fun. 
Puppy Dog Tales. Puppy Dog Tales. It's comedy and it's fun and it's energy and it's really cute. It's really cute. The the uh, puppies I I, I uh, created are pugs because I feel like a lot of you know the the animal characters you see are often the more traditional ones. Right, and right, right. I wanted you know I'm a little bit of an oddball, so I wanted like oddball puppies. And yeah. These these things are kind of so ugly. They're adorable. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I've I've uh, you've done lots of voices. In animation, yes, a lot, and I, I said to you before, I remember just sitting there, my kids watching Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Yeah, that's right. And I'm like, I think that's Harlan. Yeah, Captain Frost. He's a French Canadian. Yeah, I am Captain Frost. There. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a reoccurring character on uh, Jake and the Neverland Pirates, and I think I also do on Jake a purple sea monster. There's a purple, uh, a pink sea monster. And I forget her name, but I it, it's funny. Disney called me and they said, we want you to do this voice for the purple sea monster. I go, okay, well, what, how, does, how does it sound? And they go, it's just a noise. Yeah. So, so now when I do it, it's just like, like, that's all I and do. That's, that's what, yeah. I walk into the studio and for 20 minutes, I go, and then I walk out. Thank you for the check. Yeah. That's so fun, though. But that shows a huge hit. That's Voice acting is really hard to get into. You know, it is. I, I didn't realize how hard it was to get into, but I people tell me I have a bit of a unique voice. I have right. kind of a slow, drawly voice. And so I, I wasn't searching out voiceover work, but right. I think through through the world of me doing stand-up and my movies, I guess well, people you, just started to hear it, and I got I just kind of started getting called Yeah, I mean, you're kind of known for, like, making sound effects and being silly and, yeah. like, change, yeah, the credit card thing. Yeah, yeah. That's one of your best bits. I'm sure <laughs> a producer heard that at a Starbucks in Beverly Hills. Maybe, yeah. And was like, I'm a producer for Jake and the Neverland Pirates. I'd like a hot chocolate, please. That guy, excuse me, sir, do you do voice work? <laughs> well, I do now. And it just started, it just started happening. Yeah, it just started happening, and, and I didn't realize that, as you said, it, it really is a competitive... Yeah. It's like any other industry. It's like there's kind of the cream of the crop, yeah. and there's and and, uh, and I, I, I just kind of st- stumbled into it, and by the time I'd done a whole lot of it, I yeah. kind of looked around and realized, oh, this is like people make their living just doing voices, yeah. and I kind of get to do it as a side thing, but it's, it's really fun. I've been able to do... Uh, I did a series for Nickelodeon called Robot and Monster, yep. where I did the voice of Monster. Uh, I did a series called Gary and Mike, where I did the voice of Mike. I did my first series was uh, Ned's Nude on Fox. I did oh. the voice of the Newt, which was it was my first real big cartoon job. And if you ever watch it on on YouTube, the uh, the interesting thing about the Newt is he didn't have a normal voice. He changed. He was kind of like the genie in uh, yeah, Aladdin, yeah, yeah. and so the newt changed characters every every time you saw him. So one minute I'd be doing the voice of a little girl, and then the next second I'd be doing like Jerry Seinfeld, like "What is this person thinking?" You yeah. know, it's like I had to just go through every. That's fun. It was challenging. See, I but, would I would love to do that. Like yeah. I, you know, when I first started comedy, I, I've said to people that like I I was doing sound effects and characters my whole life yeah. growing up. Uh, even even doing sketch and improv, I was always into characters, accents. Sure. And when I started stand-up, I watched people that, you know, someone told me, like, oh, you should watch comedy that you think you may have a strength in. Right. So, like, I was watching a lot of people do voices. I was watching, like, Pablo Francisco and 
you know, your movies and, you know, Fairly Brothers movies, funny characters. And, sure. And when I started stand-up, I was like, I can't find a place for goofy sound effects and voices and beatboxing. Right, like, right, it, right. Like, and it just never really happened. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do it, but, like, the, 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 the farthest I go is, like, old black lady. Like, that's, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, right, like, yeah. But, like, I don't, I, it's just weird how it just didn't fall into it. Yeah, But yeah. I still, with my kids, like, it's nonstop. With the kid, yeah, they love that I mean, that I've, stuff. I've created my son to be a cartoon character. <laughs> awesome. I mean, he, he's insane. He he's, must love you. Oh, he, oh, dude, he walks around, he's a cartoon character. Oh, I, I love I mean, he's it. always doing, my, my daughter's already speaking in different accents. Oh, and like, maybe they'll be voice actors yeah, when they grow oh, up. my Who son's going to be something. He's... Oh, good. But it's good. fun. It is fun. It is fun. Yeah, it is. It's a I lot I want to do that. I, I hope, you know, like I want to be able to, well, it's fun when like my kids are watching all these movies and I'm like, you know, that's Harland. That's Daddy's Buddy Harland. Or yeah. that's, uh, they watch Hercules all the time. Oh, yeah. That movie. And I'm like, that's Daddy's Buddy Bobcat. Yeah, Bobcat's right. been on this podcast. Oh, good. You yeah, know, so it's hilarious. like, and then like uh, Bugs Life, hearing Dave Foley talk. Yeah, it's I'm amazing. just like. It's really weird. It's, I would love to do something where my kids are like, that's my daddy that's playing my daddy. the bear. That's you know, my in, daddy. He's a talking pineapple <laughs> on an island. I, I love will, him. I, I want to eat him. I will cash that check. I will put whipped cream on my daddy and eat him in a dessert bowl. Right, daddy? No, go to your room. You're evil. Wait. That's more. That makes yeah, me sad. That, no, that was wrong. That My kids just ate me in a, as a dessert. Yeah, not even kids. a main course. Sorry. Uh, nice. <laughs> so you went to school for classic animation. Classical, yeah, yeah. Classical animation. Like, so how did you get into all that growing up? Well, I always had a passion for drawing, and uh, yeah. you know, I just loved it. And when I, it, it was funny when I when I you know finished high school, I was always getting in trouble in high school and in grade school for drawing and cartooning. Yeah. And whenever we signed the yearbook at the end of the year, everyone said, do one of your cartoons. So I was always drawing cartoons in their yearbooks. And and uh, it was just kind of my focus. So when it came time to do it, go to university or yeah. college, I had my eye on two things because I love critters. Yeah. So I, I was thinking, well, I want to be a marine biologist because I wanted to fool around with wow. sharks and jellyfish and sea earth. Like, yeah. There's such an endless array of critters in the ocean. It just yeah. fascinated me. But then I realized that, that I also had a knack for making people laugh and kind of entertaining people. And I yeah. thought, man, I really love cartooning. Yeah, I didn't necessarily love animation, but I loved cartooning. I loved drawing. And the closest thing I could find to a college course to cartooning was animation. Right. So I, you know, I went through the process. I, I applied and I got in. And so I just, you know, animation was the next best thing to, you know, cartooning. Yeah. When I say cartooning, I mean like single panel stuff like Calvin and Hobbes right. or Charlie Brown, Garfield, things yeah. like that. But but through default, I learned how to animate. I learned the whole, you know, I learned about filmmaking through animation. Right. And you, like, you still are like, I've seen you. You've draw, you've drawn a bunch of things. Oh yeah, I have a whole. I have like nine children's books that are all over yeah. the world. I write and illustrate kids' books, and yeah, you can find them on my website at harlanwilliams.com. Did you at one time? Did you sell art at a show we had one time? Yeah, I do. I do. Or my, you had a shirt. I ha, I, I draw on t-shirts. That's I do, right. I do. Uh, I do. Uh, I draw on. Uh, you know, I get white t-shirts and do do drawings on them with sharpies That's and right, i sell yeah. them on my website and it shows and yeah yeah because it's like you know i like people to have a shirt with a one-of-a-kind image on it we live in a world where everything's 
kind of mass produced right. and has a corporate logo and I'm really into originality and so my yeah. shirts are one of a kind. I don't replicate them. It's just you get this one, I drew it with my hands. You know, they're expensive, but it's because you're basically wearing a piece of my artwork. You yeah, know? that's fascinating. Yeah, so where like where did all that come from? Did your like parent were your parents artists or in entertainment at all? You know what's funny? My dad, when I was a little boy, I went down into the basement one day and I was just like poking around and I found a whole a big box full of all my dad's old school books. Yeah. Like like, you know, math books and sure. English but all his all his textbooks. And I just started opening them and on the border of of all the books, you know, when the writing stops and you got a little like maybe, you know, inch yeah, the and a margin. half, two inch margin there, my dad had drawn thousands of doodles like you know profiles of people's faces and airplane bombers and just like every page had something new on it and 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 it was weird because i had no idea my dad could even draw right and i saw that and i was like oh my god this is my dad did this and yeah and i thought i want to be like my dad i want to be able to draw and so and so um it's funny my dad you know never really continued with any type of art as I've known them since the time I was born. But these books were the right. only reference I had to, that he had any ability or even had the inclination to draw. And so he inspired me to draw. And uh, and so uh, I just pursued it, and I got better and better. And I used to buy comic books. Right. And I'd, I'd copy, you know, Spider-Man or Thor. Yeah, or, I did that a lot. And that taught me to draw because comic books at the end of the day, all these guys are so, uh, you know, it's all about anatomy. Right. And once you learn how to draw human that's true. anatomy, that's how you, yeah. you can draw a human, you know, doing anything. Yeah. So so it all stemmed from my dad's doodles in his in his books. Does that like do you have siblings? I have four sisters, yeah. You have four sisters. Four sisters and I'm in the middle, two older, two younger. I'm like a Whoa Harlan sandwich. Because I'm always like this is you know, especially since you don't have kids, I love talking about that makeup of the family. Sure. Where it's it as soon as you say I'm in the middle of four sisters, yeah. That makes complete sense. Were you were you like always making your sisters laugh, or were you the goofy boy? You know, not too much. With my family, I was more like like the mystery kid. I was yeah. kind of the quiet kid who sat in my room, and I've I probably to this day have about forty sketchbooks full of doodles wow. and poetry, and still from when you were a kid. From when I was a kid, I I mean, when I say kid, I mean from like young all the way up to my college years, right? Right. right? But I would spend more time as a bit of a recluse in my room, really? mastering my drawing skills and, and writing poetry. And and so I didn't really, I wasn't really interactive too much with my sisters were to they, a degree. Did they think you were like their goofy little brother? Or? They thought I was kind of the quiet brother. Really? Like, I, yeah, it wasn't, I, when I got out with my friends, that's when the uh. mask came off. Like I, even my parents, like it was funny. They thought I was just this quiet, reserved kid. Yeah. And then they came to my graduation at high school, and because my last name's Williams, right, I was like literally the last guy to be called up for my diploma, right. And everyone went up. There was no, no, you know, it was quiet. It was yeah. orderly. And as soon as they said my name, the whole hall erupted. They all stood up. They were cheering. Yeah. People were, and my parents. I lo- remember looking at my parents, and they just looked baffled. They were yeah. like. 
what is all this commotion for our boy, <laughs> our quiet boy who sits yeah. in his bedroom and draws and listens to Black Sabbath? Right. And they didn't realize that everyone at my school knew me as this crazy, funny, nutty crack up. And, 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 and that's kind of the way it was until I got into the stand-up comedy yeah. world. My parents had no idea. Well, that's interesting. Like, does that have to do with, I mean, you're surrounded by sisters. Yeah. And was it they were like the attention at home? No, no, it was just, they were all pretty subdued. My sisters were kind of quiet and orderly, yeah. and in, in life they went on to, one's a librarian, one's a teacher, one works with uh, addiction research, one's a healthcare worker. So huh. so our house was pretty kind of normal and but maybe it, borderline boring, and was I it, was this black sheep who had this imagination and all this, yeah. uh, these artistic desires, and I was like the one that didn't fit in. Was it boring, like, because of your parents? Was it strict? Yeah, it was very strict, but very conservative. Right. You know, and, and my dad was a lawyer and a politician, and my mom was a marriage counselor and a teacher. Oh, wow. And, and so it's so, like, was it like a serious household? Very that, serious. Very so serious. So is that why you think you kind of had to go to school and, like, let loose? No, it, you know, I had no agenda. I just followed my, my own spirit. Even as yeah. a boy, you know, my cousins, kids from the neighborhood would come to my bedroom because it was like a museum. Yeah. I, I, would, I, would, I had it arranged with, like, heads of mannequins and posters and things right. hanging from the roof and skulls and badges and stickers. It was like, you ever go into like an oddity shop? I mean, I, I've done that too when I was a kid. My room was covered in things, drawings yeah. and posters. Yeah. My room was looked like a, like an, one of these oddity shops you find in a back alley in New York or something. You just collected things? I had just, I and I arranged things. I, I set up my room so it was almost like, it was almost like you'd go in and have a viewing at my room. It wasn't so much, uh, you know, a kid's bedroom as it was almost like a museum or something. Right. Are you looking for food or? <laughs> no, I'm looking for batteries just in case. Oh, ooh. but nope. Nope. Oh, we Usually might run out. Batteries. Nah, Better we'll get be okay. to the good stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's interesting. I mean, I know like a lot of kids, like for me, like I went to school, I was from an abusive home yes. and you know, so I had to go to school and just kind of lash out and have fun out in the neighborhood and out in school. Sure. So that's why I was just wondering, like, what made you? What made you be funny then? You know, it it, it, it just kind of happened. It didn't come from any uh, sociological uh, roots. It didn't come from any need to be loved. It right. Didn't come. It, it it was just the way I was wired. It's yeah. just the way I I was born, and it's just the way that I I I am. You yeah. Know, there's no real hidden stigma to why I was funny. It just it just. As it's, far as I can tell, it just was you were the way blessed I was upon. made. I don't know, but God given. It, it's just I, I've always had a desire to make people laugh, and yeah, and, and then it, it becomes addictive, right? Yeah, it, it's not even addictive. It's just it's just in me. It yeah, doesn't yeah, come yeah. from any. There's no pinpoint. There's no addiction. There's no. It's just it's just what's in me, and I, yeah. I just let it come out. That's, That's fun. Know, I can't I can't stop it. And sometimes <laughs> I feel like I'm funny, and sometimes I feel like I'm. I'm not so funny, but it, yeah. it, whatever it is, it's just the way I am. I don't think a day goes by when I don't try to do something funny. Sure. You know? So when did that? When did it start? When you started like thinking like I should be doing stand up comedy? Boom! That's part one of my friend Harlan Williams. Check out harlanwilliams.com. Listen to Harlan's podcast, The Harlan Highway, and uh, also if you want, if you're into movies or uh, movie reviews or. 
My friend Sean Collier and I, we do a podcast about movies called Handle the Truth Podcast. You can't handle the truth podcast. Handle the truth podcast.com. We uh, do screeners and we do movie reviews. Go back and listen to Batman versus Superman, and we will uh, take large dumps all over that. Uh, terrible, terrible movie. I don't know if you need to listen to it now, but well. And also, the guest on that is uh, Chris Prexta, one of the creators of Pittsburgh Dad. Um, yeah, go to AaronCliver.com, go to Handle the Truth Podcast.com, go to, I don't know, PittsburghDad.com, go to harlandwilliams.com go to uh, google.com I've heard they had cool things go to my sponsor goodsandevil.com okay be kind and be funny guys thanks for listening part 2 Harlan Williams coming here